1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, the CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports, joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's segment, we're going live. Uh, We're going to do a midweek recap for you all and a weekend preview of the NWSL matches. But first, a quick reminder to subscribe to us on YouTube for NWSL Extended Highlights, exclusive interviews, and our live recaps, and so much more. YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. Subscribe. It helps us out big time. Content note, we're going to be doing these lives on YouTube Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern to recap the Wednesday games and preview. The NWSL matches over the weekend. We thank you all for bearing with us on some technical difficulties. First, I was frozen and not coming in onto the live and stream yard here. And then Lisa was also frozen. It was, it was a tough time right now. They just didn't want the, the, the internet just didn't want us to be reunited Lisa what's going on with that I
0: don't know but we're here now we made it work thanks everyone for being patient Sandra the hat looks great so we're here we did good things Uh, we had games last night games this weekend Um, yeah Christopher Sandra did pick a fire hat today Uh, (laughs) worth the wait I agree technical difficulties hat picking whatever it was Um, (laughs) we're happy to be here now with you all
1: yeah, I'm 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 glad that we're all here uh together because that's a uh, kind of like a a bit of energy that that people have been feeling lately just a lot of um wanting to together, right? And, and be together. Listen, we we talked we were chatting also a little bit off mic ahead of the episode and uh it would absolutely be remiss of us to come on here and act like everything is okay in the world when quite frankly it's it's not um Lisa and I specifically here in Attacking there we want to uh, acknowledge and, and remember the victims of Uvalde, Texas, uh, Robb Elementary School, where uh, there was a mass shooting recently. Um, absolute devastating and heartbreaking scenes uh, coming out of that community. Uh, very tough to see um, if you're anybody with a heart and a soul. And... Um, you know on a personal level very tough to digest some of this news and and sort of see things rolling out in real time um my mother's a public school educator has been an educator in, in the Chicago public school system for decades just leave it at that and uh it's very tough uh, when you hear the news of of young lives being lost in any capacity and uh seeing the, the names and faces of, of these young people uh, who are no longer with us is uh, absolutely heartbreaking. It's devastating. Uh, it's gut wrenching. There's no other way, uh, to go about it or, 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 say it. Um, and, uh, it, it was tough these last 24, 36, 48 hours, whichever to sort of, uh, just have this concept of let's just stick to soccer. Let's just talk about soccer. Mm-hmm. When, um, there are such heartbreaking and devastating uh, things that are happening uh, right now. And um, we had to bring this up at the the top of the episode uh, because it was not something that we are going to choose to ignore, number one. Uh, and number two, because it's not something that uh, the players and coaches and, and people within NWSL are, are choosing to ignore either. Uh, and that's something that we have to talk about when we're going to talk about this game because there were some things that were said about these horrific events um, post game as well, and uh, we will continue to chat about that uh, towards the end of the game. But uh, we just wanted to acknowledge that, send our deepest condolences, mm-hmm. and uh, also check in with each other as well. Right, Lisa?
0: Yeah, it's necessary to do that, and and with anyone joining us here because we did want to touch on it. Um, devastating. It is truly heartbreaking. I actually had to step away from social media for a bit yesterday. Um, it was, it was a lot for me to handle and being, um, it's everywhere and which is good, but I needed to step away for a little. So if anyone else needs to do that, it is okay to do that. Um, but Yeah. yeah, thoughts and prayers and so much more change, change needs to happen and change is coming.
1: Yeah. And we, um, you know, we under, we understand, uh, our roles in the space here. And um, with bringing that up, we, we also just wanted to let folks know that we, we understand if, if you're here for, you know, a bit a bit of a distraction, you know, something to be able to just sort of take your step away and take your mind away from things. And uh, we just want you to know that we are going to do our best to go ahead and uh, do that. But it's, it's not easy for us either on this side of things. So uh, with that, let's chat a little bit about nwsl action that took place on wednesday evening ol rain got their first regular season win <laughs> they faced off against kansas city current some of the things that we were talking about ahead of this match lisa uh, was that was that literal point right there we said listen these are two teams who are looking to pick up their first regular season win is it going to happen against you know each other? Is it going to happen in a mid-season uh, or midweek match in the regular season here? What what is it going to look like? We made our picks. We refused to go with a draw in this one. We said, listen, we gotta we gotta pick a team. Uh, me going with, with all rain, So, um, of course, I'm I'm thrilled in, in that capacity, right, that I'm able to, to say, yes, I chose correctly. But you had a lot of great points for Kansas City heading into this one, and I remember that you chose them as well. And uh, it I can't lie that you and I were texting a little bit during this game, and there was a moment where I was like, I might have to text. Lisa and be like, I can't believe this is going to end in a scoreless draw because I it, was know. Late. it was getting late. It was getting late. So talk to me a little bit more about – you know going on going with Kansas City and kind of what you saw from them you know in in, the, in this match
0: this was an incredibly fast game between Kansas City and O.L. rain especially the first half steep over in the middle third of the field um, from both sides. It, whether it was Kansas City looking to go forward and quickly attack, but then immediately losing it, or OL Rain that had built up possession in their back line, but then it was moving it down the pitch that got broken up for for Kansas City. Um, yeah, I mean, scoreless until the 79th minute, 78th minute, 80th minute or so when OL Rain was able to get on the board. But Before that, in the 60th to 75th minute, there was so much Kansas City attack. They they had a number of corner kicks in a row. They were getting good chances. Fallon Tullis-Joyce was able to make so many big saves and huge saves, which is what she does. She leads the league in saves right now, and that's exactly what she does, and she keeps O.L. rain in games. Um, and Kansas City, they were hit pretty hard without right. having Hugh Williams, their head coach. They were out with a number of players. Um, Lola Bontis still not back from illness. Uh, she was with COVID protocol last week and now illness this week. So not having those pieces, I was still very impressed with how Kansas city was able to perform. I think we saw a really good game from Elise Bennett on the Kansas city side. Um, But then it uh, honestly, I thought I was gonna it was going to end in a scoreless draw, but uh, Bethany Balser checking onto this game for OL Reign changed everything for Laura Harvey's side because she brought a renewed energy and intensity in the attacking end that worked so well for OL Reign, and it was such a different speed for Kansas City. Balser checked on in the 63rd minute or so, and, and yeah. she's the one that got the game winner for OL Reign towards the end of this match.
1: Yeah, it's just (laughs) looking at even just breaking this down half to half a a little bit. It looked like it was shaping up to be just what was going to be, I thought at the time, another one of those games for all Rain, And just again, I, I was reacting to it also in real time. I think I tweeted something out similarly. I was like, gosh, I'm like. This team can't buy a goal right now. They're they're a little, no. maybe they're a little bit snake bit in fr- in front of net because I'm loving the effort that I'm seeing from this team. I'm I'm loving all of the different type of looks that we're getting from really all of the personnel on this team in some capacity, uh, and. Adriana France just coming up with some massive saves as well, which we touched on that slightly during the preview, you know. Even though we wanted we were trying to manifest the result. We were like, Yeah, going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser. We do not want it to be a draw. Although I had mentioned that I was going a little bit back and forth. That's like these are two really really good goalkeepers that are going to be manning the post for these two teams. Like what if it does turn into that, you know? And it just almost sort of felt like perhaps it was feeling that way in a little, in a little bit way, shape or form, just because in the halftime, again, you had all rain, 12 shots, six on target just at the halfway point and Kansas city, struggling to actually generate some stuff, on target, only two shots. You know, no, no attempts mm. on a goal at this point for for halftime. Um, but I think at this moment, when you go into the locker room, you talk about maybe those adjustments that you're going to make in the second half. And I think you you absolutely pointed out the the the, the main one. It was you know bringing on Balser to uh, later into the second half to try and you know get some different looks uh, in in that attacking third. And this service coming by way of Sofia Huerta, who had another massive, massive game. Sofia Huerta, Alana Cook, one and two for me for O.L. Reign in terms of like, when I'm looking at this roster and I'm saying who are the best players on this team right now, depending on the week, it's going to be either Sofia Huerta, it's going to be Alana Cook, it's going to be Fallon Tullis-Joyce. That's my big three right there mm-hmm. when I'm looking at this team. But it's also in the, the timing a little bit in which this goal came, right? You're talking about a later stage in the second half where you maybe just have to play out a, a little bit more to perhaps try to ensure the win. But I also really liked seeing in this game now, the team got that goal ahead, but they weren't trying to just get into an organized shape, rely on somebody like a Cook, a uh, Fallon Tillis, and to sort of just keep this narrowly. They, they were still going there towards the end, trying to open things up a little bit more and perhaps find a little bit of an insurance goal to extend the lead. But it just – Kansas City, again, just – Just on the struggle bus right now for a number of reasons. It's just they're unable to field a team with with so many of their starters. Um, It's tough to establish a rhythm in a regular season when you just aren't, quite frankly, able to.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And, and having this midweek game, it's a quick turnaround for both of these teams. Um, I know you mentioned the shot stats throughout this match. Ultimately, the game ends and 20 shots for O.L. Reign, seven for Kansas City, but possession 57 yeah. percent towards Laura Harvey's sides, 43 percent to Kansas City. That is big disparity in, in the possession. So often we see it as 51 49 even 50 point something to 50 point something it's it's very close usually every single time and and this one ol rain just dominated a bit more throughout this match Um, even when we look at sophia huerta and what she was able to do her final third entries were number two on the team with eight yeah. heading in- into that alana cook she led <laughs> oh, well, rain with nine final yep. third entries, which is incredible. Her vision out of the back line, that central back position, it, is just so phenomenal for her to uh, thread the ball through and skip lines of defense, which really eliminated so much of Kansas City's counterattack in, in that and in their counter press because they have a player like. Cook and Huerta who play on the same side who can just break lines, whether it's movement of the ball, finding Rose Lavelle who can then run or a great split ball that, that can find the front line. Um, yep. I was also really impressed with Angelina in the front line. We've yep. seen her rotated around the pitch a bit for Laura Harvey, playing yep. in centrally, deeper in the midfield, out wide as well. And I really liked her up top. She was able to whip some good shots in there, create some good chances,
1: and then force yeah. Franch to make really big saves. I'm with you 100. Again, something that we chatted a little bit about in the preview. Where I was like, you know, is this is this the time? Not you know, that, that that Laura Harvey is not a coach who would ever strike me as someone to hit a panic button. A mm-hmm. period, but B definitely this early in a season. But is this the timing as we're coming toward? Is we're closing out the month of May one. 1- full month of regular season action where perhaps maybe you try some other things or get other players, different looks. And, and I'm with you sort of seeing, we're kind of seeing a little bit of versatility in a player like Angelina. And uh, I think she's been putting together some, some good performances for the team as well. Now in terms of the conclusion of this game, a narrow score line, a, a one zero for, for these two teams, Is this for me? I'm still thinking like, is is this going to be once you get that first win, once you finally find the breakthrough in that after going scoreless in a couple games? Is this going to be the catalyst for OL Reign? Is this going to be the catalyst that propels them to continue to stay at it, to, to stay at, keep up their effort in the final third? And, and be this team that we quite, we thought they were going to be. We thought they were going to contend with the spirit the, or, or a team like the front line of the spirit or even the front line of, of the dash that we were going to see kind of be very, very, very active in the final third, get some goals, get lots of shots and stuff like that. Is this going to propel them, you think?
0: So, yes. OL Rain is incredibly active in, in the final third and they can get shots off, but they still only scored one throughout this match yeah. and they had a number of other opportunities to put other goals away. I... I, I, for O.L. Reign's sake, yes, I hope this turns a corner for them. But if they're relying on one goal per game defensively, I'm sure they can do that. It's how they've been able to secure so many draws so far up until this point. But they need to be scoring more goals. And and their expected goals to the amount actual goals that they have isn't good enough for this league. I mean, even when we look ahead, I'm, I'm jumping here, but OL rain plays San Diego wave and and they have Alex Morgan who has just dominated in the attacking end and they can, San Diego is a team that can score goals. They also have an incredible goalkeeper in Kalen Sheridan. That's not easy to score against. So for OL rain, I think they need to focus on that final product more in, in training and not rely on these one goal games to get them through this season because it's not going to be enough throughout the NWSL.
1: It's 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 a long season, and the competition has expanded. You know, we're we at twelve clubs instead of, of ten, and we've got the two, Cali sides who are making some some early noise here in in the beginning of the regular season. So uh, I'm with you. It's it's something that's not going to get easier for them by any means. But I think the team as it's currently constructed or how it's currently built, you know, with with Harvey at the rings, it's there's a lot of experience there. There, these are players who are not unfamiliar with maybe the long grind of a season and what it means to maybe still find your footing in the beginning of a season, struggle a little bit and then kind of finish strong. I mean, this, this is, this is a a similar team that we saw last year, struggled to even get results, uh, period, in that first half of their season, and they just had a complete 180 in their second half of the season. So we'll see. We'll see if this is, is the game in terms of something that can kind of catapult the team offensively in the attack. Uh, but three points is three points, and Ole Rain got them all on, on this evening. Um, for the conclusion of this match and for us to sort of, uh, you know, move on to the weekend's games during the post game uh, availabilities for this match, you had head coaches or you had coaches and players um, utilizing their press conferences as, as to an extension of their personal platforms. Um, also sending their condolences to the victims in Uvalde, Texas and the Rob elementary uh, mass shooting um, talking about and urging uh, citizens, if they feel hopeless to, to try to reach out to their representatives and, and uh, urging them to vote, if those representatives are not trying to enact change. Um, it struck me what somebody like Laura Harvey said in these post-game comments. Um, this is someone who is uh, an English <laughs> native and, and said, um, reading her quote here so, so as to not misquote her, Uh, She briefly acknowledged the win, saying, you know, I think we needed it. But in light of what happened yesterday in Texas, I think that as much as we're really happy that we got the win and we know that that's our job to do, I think that we all came here with a heavy heart and wanting things to change. I think I've lived in this country now for nearly 10 years, and it's mind blowing to me that this continues to happen. I've got a three year old nephew who I just thought about immediately when I saw the news, and I'm sure everyone does that and to think that he may go to preschool and never go home is heartbreaking to think of all the families that are being affected every day by this craziness it needs to change it needs to stop there's no excuse and we want that to change immediately now during this press conference it was a dual press conference and and she was joined alongside by by Megan Rapinoe as well and and Megan Rapinoe has often been the, the face of 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 certain issues off, off the pitch for whichever team, whether it's United mm-hmm. States women's national team or, or club as well. And, and she, you know, echoed not only Laura Har- Harvey's opening statements in this press conference, but also reference um, a viral statement that's, that's been going around from NBA golden state warriors team, head coach, Steve Kerr. Um, and when she was asked to, if she had any thoughts uh, to, to add, she, She simply said um, that it's literally the definition of insanity. We're living in the same country when it comes to gun control and gun laws. There's literally mass shooting every day. I mean, it actually struck me when we went to do a moment of silence today because we just did one three effing days ago for a different mass shooting. And I mean, it's just literally the definition of insanity. The entire country is being completely held hostage, Steve Kerr said last night. And I mean, quite literally hostile as if in a hostile environment where you can go to church, you can go to the grocery store, or you can go to school and end up dead. And uh, there is a lot of video right now of the comments that that Steve Kerr um, has has said. Um, And she just went on to further, again, go ahead and ask others to continue to use their platforms. So uh, out of respect to the coaches and players who had a very difficult time, uh, playing this game and uh, being able to go out there and put out a result, we are not going to ignore the players and their thoughts and their feelings and their emotions about having to play a game of soccer through these tragic events. Um, Victoria Pickett and, uh, and goalkeeping coach uh Lo Yaxi also um, went ahead and shared thoughts as well and their post game. Unfortunately, there were mutual post games that were going on. So I was unable to, to be in two places at once, although I would have loved to have been, but uh, yeah, actually also referring to to people who have parents who are parents on the team and just the struggle that it was for all of these, you know, players and coaches to get together on this night and try to play through a game of soccer. So, uh, if this is how these players and these coaches wish to utilize their platforms, we at attacking third are not going to ignore that and Mm -hmm. uh, go ahead and extend and share the news as well. So um, it was, that's how the evening ended. For these two teams, uh, it, it was it was evident I think towards the latter stage of the game that it was tough for either of these teams to kind of continue to get through the match. And um, when you heard players speaking a little bit about this in post game, that alluded as to why. So, um, you know, this isn't unfamiliar territory to us, Lisa. You know, we saw we're coming off of a 2021 season where we saw players. Um, Trying to utilize their platforms, um, going through player demonstrations, kind of rediscovering their voices um, and being able to go ahead and, and try to use that as best that they can. So I know for me, when I was in this press conference and I saw this happening, it, it wasn't I wasn't surprised to, to hear that the coaches and the players were taking the time to speak about this.
0: No, not at all. I mean, they have a platform and, and with media and a microphone in front of them, it's a good chance for them to speak their mind. Um, yeah, I, I think it was very telling that that was the first thing that both sides talked about as soon as the game was done. Not, not Bethany Balser's goal, not ending a scoreless streak for O.L. Rain. Um, none of that. It, it wasn't about the soccer. It was about the humanity in the world.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I know that that was a tough day for, for many uh, people involved. Uh, there are games that are going to take place this weekend as is, is well. Um, and we will do our best to to talk about those games um, coming up after a quick break. Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third.
0: I'm always traveling for work, but I also love to be active, playing soccer every chance I get. Finding the balance between being comfy, looking cute, and also being dressed to be active has never been easier with Viori. Viori is so versatile. It can be used for any activity, running, yoga, swimming, but it's also great for lounging or traveling. My favorite product is the pants that I actually never take off, the Women's Performance Jogger. They're designed with the softest premium dream knit stretch fabric. Viore helps me feel good about the things I buy and how they are made because Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint, utilizing better sustainable materials for their products to empower your best active life. Viori is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they're offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at Viori.com slash soccer. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash soccer.
1: All right, we've got NWSL games this weekend, full slate of games, Memorial Day weekend. So it's going Friday through. Monday. So games, 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 games. Uh, Friday through Monday, Orlando Pride versus Washington Spirit is going to kick things off on Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Chicago Red Stars versus Portland Thorns will be taking place on Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And then we've got a triple header on Sunday. Ola Rain versus San Diego Wave at 3 p.m. Eastern. Houston Dash versus North Carolina Courage uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern. And Angel City FC versus Gotham FC at 8 p.m. Eastern. And closing out things on for Memorial Day weekend will be uh, Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be Kansas City Current versus Racing Louisville. You can find these matches across all kinds of CBS platforms. The match on Friday will be taking place on CBS Sports Network. You can also find some of them on Paramount Plus as well. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and start chatting about uh, some of these games. We've got some Challenge Cup flashbacks that are going to be taking place this weekend so let's start with those games orlando pride versus washington spirit these two teams going head to head after facing each other a little bit in the group stage round uh, as two east region teams when we're looking at these two teams going head to head on friday lisa are you are you picking a winner in this one and why
0: I am. So we have this segment dubbed as challenge cup flashbacks because these teams have seen each other a lot already. So, they opened Challenge Cup play together, uh, tied zero zero, and then the second time they played each other in the group stages of the Challenge Cup, Washington Spirit beat Orlando Pride four to one. We saw goals from Sanchez, Sullivan, Hatch, Rodman, and then Jan's daughter able to get um, the fourth goal in that series before the fifth one came from Rodman towards the end of the match. But between these two sides, I think we've seen a lot of of struggles from Washington spirit recently due to player fatigue, back-to-back games, um, dealing with bits of injuries, some, unlucky calls happening in games where players are getting injured. I know that Chris Ward has spoken verbally about that. He even got fined by the league for talking about the officiating in that sense. However, I think Washington spirit still comes out on top of, of this matchup between these two sides. Um, Just seeing kind of how, how this has all really come about Um, for Orlando. They've, they've had good moments and they have a great high press. And and this game is being played in Orlando at Exploria Stadium. So... Um, well, I expect to see that from Orlando Pride with Leah Pruitt up top and Sidney LaRue. Darian Jenkins a really high press. However, Washington's backline with Sonnet, Staub, yep. um, O'Hara, I'm expecting to be back. I know Andy Sullivan and Kelly O'Hara are, are getting more and more minutes. They played limited minutes last weekend. They're still on a minute restriction, but I'm expecting to see more from them. But between the backline of Washington Spirit, they can play out of a high press from Orlando pride. So I give spirit the upper hand in this one and and they'll get the win. What about you, Sandra thoughts on this match?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Um, I think these are just two different teams where they were, even in just that very first match that they faced each other in, in, in week one of, of Challenge Cup, it was a scoreless draw, physical match between those two sides. And it's they're just in two completely different places now in the regular season and post-Challenge Cup. I think this is a Washington spirit side that has had to deal with a really match-heavy schedule in the front part of their regular season here. And I think... it's going to be a little different for them heading into this week sort of having a different type of week of preparation for a team that they're not unfamiliar with, you know, then, and, and this is a team that um, maybe they have more familiarity with, you know, versus um, when they face them off early in the challenge cup versus later in the later stage of the challenge cup, this is a team that they're used to get. They're going to be used to seeing Aaron McLeod in net. they're going to be used to seeing Sydney, the Rubeck mm-hmm. available on the pitch for these teams. Um, I am, I would imagine that with the personnel involved in this game, that maybe it might be another physical matchup again, but I just think that the Washington spirit uh, welcoming back someone, even on a minute's restriction, somebody like an Andy Sullivan will perhaps uh, alleviate some things in, in the middle third for this spirit side that has kind of struggled a little bit in her absence. So I'm also going with the Washington spirit in this one. And uh, you know what that means. When we both go one way, things kind of turn out to be the other. But we'll see what happens out of this game, and we'll talk about whether we were right or whether we were wrong. But another Challenge Cup flashback is going to be O.L. Reign, versus San Diego Wave FC. That one kicking off Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern. We're looking at an all-rain side on a quick turnaround, uh Wednesday to Sunday. A little bit different uh than maybe going a, a Wednesday to Friday or Wednesday to Saturday. But this is a team coming off of their first regular season win, going up against San Diego Wave, starting off hot in the regular season. Lisa, who are you looking at this one and why? So, um, during the Challenge Cup, these two teams,
0: they met. First time, O.L. Reign took the cake 3-1 to over San Diego. The second time, it was a tie, though. Um, Alex Morgan knocking down a penalty kick in that match. She actually scored in both of these games against O.L. Reign. And and I think that says a lot. But O.L. Reign scored three goals uh, in April when these two teams played. We haven't seen that from O.L. Reign Um A win, we just saw this midweek action, but a multi-goal game, we have not seen that from O.L. Reign, and and that's I think, could be the Achilles heel of this O.L. Reign team, especially as they go up against a San Diego squad that didn't play midweek action, doesn't have a quick turnaround um, on the Sunday, a Wednesday-Sunday game and between these two sides honestly this is going to be a really good game i'm i'm really excited for this one because the midfield matchup between these two sides is going to be very interesting to see which which team will control the midfield now san diego traveling to lumen field so Rain will host this one um I I see this ending in a draw, but I don't want to pick a draw. So (laughs) I I went against OL rain on Wednesday for this midweek action against Kansas city. And they ended up winning. Can they go back to back? Is this streak continuously done or is San Diego going to continue on this incredible win streak that they have um, winning four of their last five games? Yeah, I think they are. I'm going to go with San Diego wave in this one.
1: Okay, I like it. I like the energy around San Diego. Listen, I, this is a game I was looking at and going a little bit back and forth on in this one. And this is the match that I think I'm most excited to watch this weekend. We've seen some some frustrating games, I'll say, between clubs that have faced each other multiple times already this early in the season, and, and we're looking at these Challenge Cup flashbacks, and these were two teams that faced off twice in the West region of uh, the group stage in Challenge Cup, and now they're going to get a crack at each other in the regular season. So there, there's it's not like there's, uh, you know, that there's not any uh, familiarity between these two sides. There are. Uh, I'm also very, very intrigued uh, in, in the coaching matchup in this one that's going to be taking place with Laura Harvey on one side and Casey Stoney on the other. I have appreciated what we've been witnessing in these very early weeks of San Diego Wave and what they have been uh, producing out on the pitch. I, I think it's easy to maybe take a look at these two sides and say, you know maybe there's going to be some fatigue from, Mm -hmm. from all rain. Maybe there's going to be, you know, uh, heavy legs towards, you know, the end, end of a game. But I I just think that, again, I, I said, you know, going Wednesday to Sunday is a little bit different than maybe going Wednesday to Friday or Wednesday to Saturday. there's, there's maybe and there's also the fact that this is not a team that's going to travel already. Yeah, there's no travel. They're going to stay. They're staying at home. They get to go through the rest of the remainder of their week. They get to, uh, you know, get as much rest as, as they can. Um, and this is another team, maybe perhaps when we're looking at the Washington spirit, another team that has had a very match heavy uh, start to their regular season. Now, that being said, I'm also looking once more At the goals in this one and not the goals that will be scored, but the goal post, because on one (laughs) end, we're going to (laughs) have Kaylin Sheridan and on the other end, we're going to have Fallon Tillis-Joyce. So I'm a little curious if if despite having some really good attacking pieces for both teams here, if we're going to watch this one settle out to be a little bit of a keepers game. And again, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. We're big fans. and Keepers here on attacking third. So it's it tough for me to take. A, it was tough for me to go back and forth in this game and say, like, is there going to be a winner? Is going to be a loser? And I, you say you want to choose a draw. And I'm leaning that way as well. But for parity here, if you're going San Diego, I'll go O.L. Reign. But I want it on record that I was really leaning towards a draw. In this one so we'll see what folds out in this match between the two sides last one for a challenge cup flashback we've got kansas city current versus racing louisville lisa this is going to be the memorial day match monday kicking off at 3 p.m eastern who are you picking in this one and why
0: this is a tough one because kansas city is coming off this midweek action but they have plenty of days rest. So I I don't think it affects them that much. They're also hosting this. So they'll be back at children's mercy park heading up against, um, racing Louisville throughout the challenge cup, a one, one draw the first time. And then racing Louisville takes the cake in the second meeting between these two sides, three nil, lots of goals in this one. Um, it actually started with an own goal in this match, but for that second meeting in the challenge cup between racing Louisville and Kansas city is when we saw a change in racing Louisville. We saw them find their footing a little bit, find that magic that Jess McDonald can bring to the front line, a little bit more energy, a little bit more intensity, a little bit more swagger, honestly, about who this racing Louisville side can be. Honestly, this is a really tough pick for me. Um, I know we talked about draws in in the last match between OL Reign and San Diego, but between these two sides, Racing Louisville is coming off of a win over Gotham, and Kansas City is coming off of a pretty tough loss over OL Reign. I could see this one ending in a draw between these two sides. I I think I'm going to stick with the draw.
1: I respect this. I listen, there, there's going to be even when we've got six games to go through. There's going to be a draw mm-hmm. that sneaks in here or there on my end or or on your end, and and I don't blame you. I think when you're looking at the teams who are going head to head who have had this much uh, playing time against one another to start off the season. There's going there's a the potential for a match to maybe be a little bit of, of a slog, you know, a little bit of a grind, maybe a little bit of a slug fest uh, at some point. So I respect the draw uh, in any of these Challenge Cup flashback games that we're going through. Uh, maybe this one in particular, because because the central region was was very much like kind of a, a mixed bag of tricks. It was like, what yeah. are we going to get today and from who and what are we going to see? So, you know, what? I think in honor of that and respect to that, I am going to choose a winner. I'm going to be going racing in this one. Nice. I want to see more from racing Louisville. I'm hundred percent captivated and intrigued right now by what they've got going on. They're undefeated in their last four games. And I quite frankly, I just don't think people are talking enough about that racing Louisville is undefeated in their last four games of the regular season. And they handed San Diego their first loss, uh, you know, on, on the, when they uh, when when the wave were challenged uh, to test their their win streak on on the road. And, and while it was a narrow uh, victory, guess what? It was enough. And sometimes in the very very tough league, that's that's all it takes. I I hope it is a win for Racing Louisville, but even even more so within that, I would love to con- see the, the the continuity that we're witnessing from uh, a player like like Savannah Demello. Um, she's a rookie that I've had my eye on since oh, the drafts. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a very smart pick uh, for from racing to sort of, uh, you know, kind of have a, a duo of young midfielders to come in and try to continue their development at the professional level with this racing Louisville side. So you've got Howell, you've got DeMello. Uh, this this second season, there's no sophomore slump that we're witnessing from Emily Fox. I, I, I really oh, love gosh, no. what, I really I'm really enjoying her performances in these regular season games. And of course, we've been talking a lot about um, Jessica McDonald and Laura Millay as well. I would love to con- see, see that that relationship continue um, to develop more, more chemistry. So I'm, I'm leaning Louisville in on this one. I would like to see a win from them.
0: I have a question for you about this Racing Louisville team. I agree. Savannah DeMello has done phenomenal things. Emily Fox has taken this year and just continued to grow. Have you seen enough from Jalen Howell? Are you seeing progression from her in that defensive six role um, to be a difference maker in this game, in in the league?
1: You know, I I am. I I know that there's maybe an early narrative right now around Howell that that people want to see a little more from her. But I think within... The system that, that we're starting to see from Brucker again in racing, <clears throat> she's being asked to hold uh, a lot more. And, and I think maybe for <laughs> this racing Louisville side, uh, that's not something that they were used to having in their, in their first uh, season. It was an area that they needed to target, and they tried to target that immediately through the draft with a player like Howell. So I think it's um, still early to determine um whether a player like Howell is is, is is sort of being lights out at the professional level but uh i'm currently pleased with the performances that we're we're seeing from her i, I think with having a, having a, another young player alongside her and demello who's who's really kind of the one that's kind of lin- being the linchpin mm-hmm. of in terms of the attack and you know getting behind set pieces and, and these services that we're seeing delivered by her that's going to be something that that stands out uh, for for people, I think in terms of, of of highlights and things like that. But it's being being a six in this league, being being a defensive mid in this league, it's a tough job, and it's 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 why a lot you don't see a lot of people maybe volunteering for that. You get beat up a lot, especially uh, in, in NWSL. But I, it's important to sort of look at that middle third and see the relationship between those two players because you can't have there's not going to be one midfielder who's who's excelling in, in the attack and then another who's just forgotten about it. it's because maybe they're doing uh, sort of that quiet work that, that maybe wow. people aren't are anticipating. So that I, again I'm looking at I'm looking at duels here. I, I want to see the, the development more with, with Hall and Demello in the middle. I want to see the development with with Malay and McDonald there's there's some good duels here on this pitch when when we're we're starting to see really really early on and I would like to see continue to develop uh so uh, i'm I'm gonna go with them in in this one and stick with it hopefully hopefully they prove me right and and, and we'll see if if they go undefeated in five that'll i'm gonna be ringing the bell a little bit uh but uh we'll we'll see Well, we've got other games to get through here lisa i need your pick i need your pick for chicago red stars versus portland thorns fc this one's kicking off on saturday at 8 p.m eastern when you're looking at these two teams who are you picking and why
0: Chicago's coming off a win, a big win for them with the the return of Mallory Pugh. She steps on the pitch. She gets an assist, two goals. She changes the game for Chicago Red Stars. Despite anyone else that's on the pitch, um, it's Mallory Pugh that can change the game. And going up against her national team partner, friend, uh, but foe, also fighting for for time there in Sophia Smith. And Portland, um, they haven't won in their last Three matches in, in the NWSL. They're they're struggling a little bit. I think the partnerships between Portland's front line is still developing. Whether it's between Smith Sinclair, if if Weaver gets thrown into that mix, uh, Hina Sugita is also in, in there. That's starting to build more of a relationship. But if we're looking at I mean, solely player to player right now between Sophia Smith and Mallory Pugh. Mallory Pugh is going to win that battle. She's She wants to score goals. She can create out of nothing. She can finish. She just has this ability to score incredible goals, and and do so much with so little. And that's what's impressive, and that's what can win games in the NWSL. And going up against a Portland side that is hungry for a win is going to put a big challenge on Chicago, but I, I take Mallory Pugh's side and Chicago getting the win over Portland.
1: Listen, you know that's music I right know. in my ears. You know I love <laughs> to hear it whenever you choose the Chicago Red Stars. You know I came ready for this episode. I'm I'm rocking the shy hat. I'm I'm ready to go, and uh, maybe it's gonna surprise some folks here when I go with, with my pick. But I'm saving my draw for this game. When I'm looking at these two teams, I am so impressed by the 45-minute show that we were all witnessed to by Mallory Pugh against Orlando Pride coming into the match out of halftime, picking up an immediate assist, scoring two goals, and just completely slicing and dicing and taking advantage of all of this space that was given to her by orlando pride and quite frankly i just don't think that's going to be the same case when you're going up against a portland thorn side that has players working themselves back into the mix like a becky sourbron yeah. or emily Menges or a kelly hubley with a goalkeeper in net like a bella bigsby it's gonna be a little bit of a tougher challenge than going up against an orlando pride side that was coming off of a short week and we're it was evident that they were struggling with a little bit of fatigue and heavy legs in that match. I just think it is going to be a different level of opponent that Mal Pugh and her Chicago red stars are going to be up again. It is going to be maybe a little bit of a one-on-one we're going to see what's coming from Sophia Smith versus Mallory Pugh. I think that's obviously the big, one of the big storylines uh, that people are going to be looking at going into this one. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see some goals from either of those two players, but that's what leads me to believe that maybe this one has the makings of a draw on it. Although this is a different Chicago red stars team, Lisa, this is yeah. not the, the Chicago red stars teams of old that uh, have some layer of Bad experiences with Portland Thorns. This is a Chicago Red Stars team now that has can say that, listen, we've beat Portland Thorns before. And not only have we beat them, we've beat them in semifinals. We know what it means to defeat this side, despite having such a lopsided record between these two teams. So I'm going to be going with a narrow draw in this one, but I think Chicago is going to be the ones to come from behind in it and level it up. Let's move on to the next matches. Let's take a look at Houston Dash versus North Carolina Courage. Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Houston Dash, also a team, getting some results in this one. Lisa, who, who are you picking and why?
0: I, you go first. I want to hear your pick first on this one. Houston, North Carolina,
1: who Let's you have? Go. The teams who didn't have wins are due. So even though I picked racing against Kansas City, I'm not going to be surprised if I come on here and have to say, hey, I was wrong. And I'm looking at North Carolina Courage and Houston, and I'm looking at the courage to finally get a win in the regular season. Another team, kind of similar to Kansas City, had success in the Challenge Cup, went on to win and lift the Challenge Cup, but have had some struggles dealing with uh, the players out on COVID protocol. That disrupts your rhythm when you're trying to establish that in the regular season. So not having all your typical personnel available, it's tough. It's tough to be able to say, hey, this is what we're trying to put out there and produce, et cetera, et cetera. Now, You're looking at a player like Dabinia who can always wreak a lot of havoc against against teams. And I don't think that this is going to be any different when it comes to these two teams. Uh, I don't imagine that this will be something that's considered a blowout win, but I am looking at these two sides. And I think that this is the game that North Carolina Courage is going to say this is the one that we can go ahead and get our mojo back in. I agree with this one. I mean, the, the performance we saw from Rachel
0: Daly and, and Houston Dash the last time this team played against Portland was an incredible Rachel Daly game. I mean, she she has the ability to turn it on and, and get wins for Houston, but before that, we Houston was struggling. They haven't mm-hmm. been able to put together consistency over a stretch of games, even a stretch of 90 minutes. And that's what is the most concerning thing for me when I look at this Houston dash side and North Carolina. They're they've they've hit a bit of a struggle bus, but I don't think that they're down and out. I mean, getting uh the the loss over San Diego wave at the goal from Alex Morgan late in the first half. Um North Carolina did control a lot of those games. We know Caroline is working her way back into the mix for North Carolina, which definitely helps things. But on Sunday, between Houston and North Carolina, North Carolina is due. Um, I, I think that they're going to get goals in this one and they're going to be able to dominate over a team like Houston.
1: I respect it. So we're both going courage in this one? Yes. Yes. All we right. Are. All right, we'll see. We'll see what happens over the weekend. We got one last game to make some picks. Angel City FC versus Gotham FC. Gotham FC coming off of a tough, tough result, hitting the post multiple times in a game, tying up a record for in-game post shots. Uh, Head coach Scott Parkinson saying, hey, team has to take a look at itself right now. Things are tough for that team. And Angel City sitting sitting pretty high up up there on the NWSL uh, standings getting results Lisa when we're looking at this uh, matchup you got a winner and why this one's hard Angel
0: City hosts Bank of California Stadium that's a that's a really tough place for opponents to come in and play but I've been so impressed with what we've seen from Angel City they've um, only scored four goals throughout this regular season so far, and uh, but they've only conceded two, yet they're still number two in the standing. So they're yeah. putting the pieces together and they're able to do that, but it's narrow score lines. And against a Gotham team, that's okay because Gotham has not come out and scored goals, uh, only three throughout this regular season, but they are a team that has not uh, – Gone out and, and said we're gonna score four goals and, and still have a shutout. They've just their forwards are lacking a little bit of oomph. It, they're not connected with the midfield. They're, we're seeing good yeah. balls played through by Christy Mewis for Gotham and no one on the end of them or Anamano getting caught up under her and, and finding seams. But when we look at Angel City's defense and Didi Harrichy coming off of a really great game, Ali Riley back in the back line. I think Megan Reed has done a tremendous job for Angel City. They have more pieces. I have Angel City, the home side, taking the win in this one over Gotham. It's just we're not there yet for Gotham in my eyes. We're we're not there where they're going to be stringing together wins and and consistent enough games um, for the NWSL yet.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's tough to sort of watch um, this 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 pretty slow start. We'll just refer to it as a really slow start to the season for, for this Gotham FC side. We, it was a team that we've, uh, we rated during the preseason. We, we wanted to see uh, the, the growth. We wanted to see the transition from what they did last year uh, and, and grow and build on that in 2022. And quite frankly, we just have not seen that um, throughout the challenge cup. And now throughout this month of May in, uh, in, in the regular season. So I, uh, And on the Angel City side of things, we're maybe seeing the opposite of that. Yeah, narrow scorelines, right, um, against some of these uh, results and the opposition that they faced. uh, And also maybe the mix of of scheduling in that, you know, going up against a a tired Washington spirit side, uh, going up against, uh, you know, North Carolina Courage team that was, you know, in the middle of their Challenge Cup run for for the semifinals, et cetera. But, you know – that's smart for me. I think if you're a team and you're saying, Hey, we're facing a team that's on a heavy grind. We're going to go out there and take it to them. That's smart. That's not, that's not just luck. It's there's a level of, of, of skill that comes in and saying that you have given a loss to the North Carolina courage that you've given a loss to the Washington spirit. And you've also handed losses to Orlando pride and, uh, and Kansas city current. And even, even with their most recent loss, the, the goal coming by way of an own goal that Mm -hmm. happens because of, uh, of attacking, uh creation and uh we saw Kristen Press do what she did <laughs> against uh Kansas City. So these are these are narrow wins that this team is picking up right now, but they're wins. And 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 uh now that they're gonna be home once more to face Gotham FC. This is bank of California stadium has become a very difficult place to play. Oh yeah. And that is because of all of the groundwork that this franchise has laid leading up to these moments, to the regular season, they've got massive amounts of crowds in the stands, The regular season ticket holders invested in, in the team uh, and and making the environment uh, not welcoming for, for the opposition. Now on the other side of that, Players thrive on that energy. If you're the opposing team coming in to a facility like that, you, you want to put on a good performance. Your goal is to silence the crowd. You want to suck that energy out. So I'm wondering if if maybe that is a little bit of an X factor for, for Gotham. Are they going to come in here and try to be motivated in that aspect? Um, but we'll see. But I, I already used up my, my draw. I tried to challenge myself to <laughs> one draw pick. I'm not going to use that in this one. I'm going to say Angel City is going to get another win. I think it'll be narrow again, too. So we'll see. Maybe a 2 1, perhaps. Perhaps Gotham breakthrough on, on the scoreline. But I'm going double goals for Angel City because that's what I want to see. Double goals. Does Kristen oh. Press get one of the goals? Hell yeah. Kristen <laughs> Press gets one of these goals, man. Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> Going to score all the goals for Angel City, <laughs> and I and get, and get and I would love to have an answer for everybody, <laughs> including myself, <laughs> when uh, when we go ahead and come back and, and recap these games. But I'm going, I'm going AC, FC in this one to close out the episode, Lisa. We'll see. We'll have to come back and recap these games and and see where we were wrong or how we were wrong and why. And we'll do that. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us on Attacking Third. We always appreciate it whenever you hop on live with us here. Follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, at Attacking Third. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your shows. We're also available as videos. Subscribe, visit youtube.com slash Attacking Third. Questions for us? You can leave us your question on Apple Podcasts with a five-star review. And Lisa and I will answer your question during a mailbag segment. And we'll be back with more on Monday. It is a long weekend, y'all. But we will be there for you on Monday for a full yeah. recap. Have a great, great holiday weekend, everyone. Everybody be safe. Enjoy. Hug your loved ones. Have a great time. For Sandra Rada and Lisa Roman, this was Attack of show.